Welcome y'all to Gator Tales here with Chuck and Brad. Today we have Coach Scott Arsenault, head athletic trainer of Santa Mo High School here with us today. Uh, Coach, uh, we appreciate you taking the time out to, to yeah. get with us and everything. Um, the athletic training uh, facility is a very important and integral part of Santa Mo Gator Athletics. Um, yeah, basically covering all the sports, not just the major ones or just one in particular, but all what, we got 28 sports here, 27 sports here at Santa Mo. Uh, so the training facilities here uh, are open to all student athletes, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, bowling team, swim team, golf team, you name it. Um, at some point, at least one of them from everyone has come through these doors. I was absolutely out of that. Yeah, yeah. So, again, Coach, thank you again for taking this time. I know right now, beginning of the season, uh, football season, beginning of school, hectic schedule for you right now. So, definitely appreciate your time. Uh, let's talk a little bit about yourself. Let's uh, talk about you and your family and your, and your history and let everybody learn who Scott Arsenault is. Uh, how you got here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Such a, well, I thank, first of all, thank you all for this opportunity. I think what you all guys do to promote Seminole High School athletics is uh, it's really cool. You know, and I, I really thought – kind of just where this started and how this has kind of morphed itself. I think it's really, it's a really neat thing. And you're out of just kind of a one random act of kindness. Yeah. That's created this whole Avenue, which I think is, is pretty special. So, uh, you know, my name's Scott Arsenal, as most people know that uh, I'm very, very proud to be, have been at several high school as long as I have. Uh, hopefully got a few more years left in me. Uh, hey, uh, mine's in eighth grade, I know. so I need at least four more. I, I was going to say the same thing. I need, I need yeah. four more from you. Well, they, uh, I appreciate that. But I started, you know, so just a little bit about myself. I started, I grew up in Rain, Louisiana. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm one of eight children. Oh, wow. I'm four, you know, uh, was really, really blessed to have such a great big family. I've got some great brothers and sisters. Uh, my, you know, my dad was chief of police of our town. He was uh, my grandfather was sheriff. My mom sold insurance. She worked for security, which is based out of Donisonville. Mm -hmm. um, they, uh, you know, athletics was a huge part. My dad and mom were very, very involved in um, everything athletics for okay. us growing up in our community. You know, my grandfather sponsored the rec baseball program when he was sheriff. My dad coached American Legion baseball. Uh, we grew up in athletics. All my brothers and sisters participated uh so it was uh it was it was just the way of life you know, yeah, i can still remember yeah. uh being a ball boy on, on friday nights i remember <laughs> remember 1978 and 9 coming across the gramercy bridge to to come play lutcher in the state championship when uh when rain played them and just all those parts it's it's pretty neat too to grow up and the the coaches that came through uh rain um you know of course louis cook is still active but mm -hmm. just all those coaches and being involved in that. So it's just, this is just all I've kind of known. Um, you know, my brother currently, my older brother, John Craig is, uh, he is currently the head, uh, head, not athletic trainer. He's the head <laughs> athletic director and head football coach at church point high school. Oh, okay. Uh, my younger brother's an athletic trainer, Chad, and, uh, he, he works and he has a company that provides athletic trainers, uh, in the Acadiana area. Oh. Um, you know, uh, my sister worked for the Hornets at one time, you know, um, my brother, my nieces and nephews have all been active, and uh, I got a nephew playing in co playing college baseball right now at Millsaps. You know, my brothers, both my brothers played in college, and so it, it's just it's always been. Just so it runs a, in the blood. It, it's it's been <laughs> yeah. it's been a really really neat thing 
for our family. It's kind of the family business. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm one of six athletic trainers in our family. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So, so <laughs> wow. My, my brother, my sister-in-law, and that's how I often say that probably the I'm probably not the best athletic trainer even in my family. <laughs> uh, you know, I got a number of cousins that are athletic trainers. And so uh, it's, it's a really mind, you the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man. Uh, so, you know, so from rain, I, I made my way to uh, Independence, Kansas to go play football at Independence Community College. And that was a short lived drink. <laughs> <laughs> so I was actually there. What's kind of cool is I was actually there the year after they won the national championship. Okay. And, you know, I was very uh, ill-prepared for what the <laughs> life of junior college football looked like in, in the state of Kansas. But, you know, it was a great experience. It, but that created the other the other opportunities. opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And so to go 16 hours away and, and you know, to, to try to just to say, hey, look, this is a place I can go and try to play um, and go and do that, that was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. and, but that created the opportunity for me to end up at Neosho County Community College where my brother was playing baseball. And a good friend of ours named Eddie Vaughn was the basketball coach. And Coach Vaughn lives here in Baton Rouge now. He coached at Parkview, coached at Walker, um, but gave us the opportunity. And they had just started an athletic training program at Neosho County. Okay. And so it allowed me to, to kind of – I got an athletic training kind of by accident because it gave me the opportunity to stay at school, to get a scholarship, not to have to come back home my parents. Right. You yeah. Know, right. But all those kids, you know, pay for <laughs> right, school. Right. You got to go. You know, yeah. That's right. And so it gave me the opportunity to get involved in athletic training as kind of a necessity to stay there. And so uh, I was one of two athletic trainers that, in that program, but I was you know, one of the first two there. So it was pretty neat. Right. right. And then um, that stayed there. I stayed there two years at Neosho County. Um, you know, my older brother, John Craig played baseball. He finished and graduated. He went on to Bellevue college in Omaha. And so I went back you know, and, and graduated and probably one neat thing really about that. My younger brother ended up there, but uh, here probably about four years ago, uh, they dedicated a building to my parents. There. Oh, wow. So the baseball complex is actually called the Arsenal Family Baseball Complex. Where is oh, that? Oh, wow. It's at Neosho County Community Colleges in Chanute, Kansas. And Kansas. so okay. Okay. And that was pretty neat. You know, my parents had That's... did a lot. They... Can they even see the last name? Oh, they can. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely can because it's on the name of a building. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, I think that was kind of my first little part into the impact people can make. Yeah. And the impact that you can uh, have. And, you know, a lot of it just started from my parents going up there, um, you know, and just bringing what South Louisiana was and, and what family was and, and the impact that they made, uh, I thought was really, really special. Because at the time, my mom was going through, uh, she had terminal cancer at the time. So I thought oh. that was pretty, pretty special that she got to see the plans for the building. Right. And she got to go to the dedication uh, before she passed. And I thought that was oh, pretty awesome. Good. That was, a, yeah, that was a really, really good thing that, we're really proud of but from neosho county I, I was able to come back to louisiana and uh you know and at that point i knew i wanted to do athletic training and i wrote the, i read the book uh friday night lights and mm -hmm. uh, i knew at that point i wanted to be a high school athletic trainer and so at the time i had to get a degree in education to be able to teach mm -hmm. and uh, to do that so i came back i looked for the best option and it, that ended up being at southeastern which was really neat because i got to work for a hall of fame athletic trainer a guy named bob goodwin and doc goodwin still in that in the hammond area who's at the time the only second athletic trainer there was at southeastern uh another guy named uh uh grady morgan i'm sorry <laughs> doc morgan but doc morgan was the original athletic trainer at, at and at the time since the inception of athletic training in 1950 
they were the only two athletic trainers that, that they ever had at Southeastern. Oh, wow. So that was really neat because Doc had a lot of history. He was a big history guy. And so you got to really learn a lot of the older ways, too, mm -hmm. when you were there. But was neat is at the time, Southeastern didn't have football. That's what I was about Correct. to ask. That's right. Yeah, so, so they didn't have yeah. football. And so they brought in all these great graduate assistants and um, and then allowed us to go out. And they were doing really something innovative at the time, which is now really commonplace, is that they were doing – outreach athletic training to the high schools okay. so they had a program called paragon which they had a rv and they would go around now it's the north oak system oh, okay um, but so we got to go and work friday night football we were attached to a high school mm. and so those kids would come to hammond to get treatment and so i was very fortunate in 1990 when i got to hammond to be uh to get to get immersed into um, amy high school Okay. And so, and that was really neat because in 1991, I got to go to the dome with them, mm -hmm. and that was really a neat opportunity um, to be able to go and to you know every Friday night we were there during the week you would see them at at school, and so you got to really kind of you know be a part of that and really yeah. to see where that that Amy Independence rivalry was like, and then right. the teams that they beat to be with them when they you know they beat John Curtis, you know to be able to go through that mm -hmm. and that, that whole season, uh, the whole you know two years really it was really cool to be. Okay. But, um, you know, I worked a ton of sports at Southeastern. Um, and then once I graduated from Southeastern, uh, I actually didn't go right into athletic training. My wife and I had had our son while we were in school. And so, you know, I had to go to work. And so mm -hmm. that ended, I ended up after student teaching at Live Oak Middle School, which I was living in Watson at the time and, and worked at Live Oak Middle School as a football coach there. I was, I did girls softball. I did, uh, basketball coach them all just everything you do in middle school yeah right, right. Yeah. and then i was helping david prescott and carl dijon at live oak high school because they had got there and so another neat thing was that i got to be a part of that when they broke that 52 game losing streak mm. that they had and so to be there when they were living in the tent outside you know <laughs> and doing that and to be part of that so in the early 90s uh and that was really neat coach i, I got to really kind of know about santa Mall my senior in high school because I met Spencer Kluot at Boy State. Okay. okay. It's the first time I ever heard yep. about Santa Mall. And then in college, as fate would have it, I got to become friends with Kelly Wagasback, which yeah. was, you know, yeah. Richard and Mr. Richard and Ms. Yep. Myrtle's daughter. Yep. And that was a really neat opportunity. And uh and it's just kind of you look back at things and where all these little people <laughs> hit that trail, you know. Yep. And yeah. so when I got um an actual Coach Morrow had called me through and coming back to Louis Cook because him and Coach Cook were really good friends, he asked me to come and actually called and asked if I'd student teach here to be able to do it. Well, I, I didn't want that opportunity then because I knew what it would take, and I wasn't mm. prepared for it. I, and plus, on top of that, my older brother, John Craig, was the was just got his first coaching job at Rain, oh. and he was an assistant coach. And my younger brother, Chad, was a senior, and he was the quarterback. So I got to go back. And so on Friday nights, go yeah. watch him. So, no, well, I got to work. Oh, work so the I, games. Yeah, work so, right. so be a then, part so of then, that. Yeah. So then I would go to rain. I would leave student teaching on Friday, drive to rain, work the game on Friday night, stay, do treatment Saturday, Sunday, and come back. And that oh, was kind of, awesome. yeah, it was yeah. pretty cool. And yeah. I got to your work, you know, and in rain, you know, I got to work with guys like Clint Conk. Oh, I played for Clint Conk, which Clint, Coach Conk ended up being at Louisiana Tech and was the head coach at uh, Central Arkansas for a long time. Uh, you know, of course, Coach Cook was there. Uh, you know, my brother and them won a state championship in baseball with Coach Gray, which Coach Gray was very influential with me. Um, you know, but also, like I said, we still have a great relationship with Coach mm -hmm. Louis Cook. And that's really kind of how I got here is because then when I came back um, and I really kind of, you know, did the coaching thing for a year and a half, 
and just really wasn't, you know, you just kind of know that that's, you know, you like doing it. It just wasn't. You enjoy, you enjoy doing it and you could be successful at doing it, but it just wasn't what I was designed to do. Yeah. And, and I really felt where my, my talents and my gifts that I was, you know, that I had been given that I needed to do it. So, um, and so the summer of 1995, I called coach Morrow totally, you know, I was looking to see if the opening was there and it was, it was, oh. you know, they hadn't had an athletic trainer here for about two years. Um, you know, of course the school has a great history uh, since 1978 that they had three athletic trainers. They are really actually four, uh, before I got here. So you had Henry Stroud, you know, you had, uh, Larry of course, Ganey. Larry Ganey, Ganey. Doc Ganey Doc, was, Doc Ganey. Doc, Doc Ganey. <laughs> see, Doc Ganey was at Southeastern right before I got there working with Paragon. He's doing middle school games. That's right. I, yeah. I see him every really? Thursday. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we put him back in the saddle. Yeah. And then him and a guy, him and Randy Gonzalez, which both were old Star Wars at, uh, at Southeastern back in the day. And then, you know, and of course, you know, they had, uh, Joe Kiesel, you know, trainer Joe was was mm-hmm. here was the last guy that was here. Or but no, Andy Lefebvre Andy too, and, and Doc Lefebvre. Doc, Lefebvre. Yeah. Doc, Doc Lefebvre. Lefebvre taught here. Yeah. And matter of fact, it's kind of crazy because he called me just the other day out of the blue. But you know, so all those guys were here, and uh, but you know, like I said, this was a place when I got here. I'm kind of glad that everything kind of worked out the way it did because in '95 when I got here, you know, Coach Morrow, this was something that he wanted. Yeah. Right. You know, and you know, so when they he wanted it and understood that. It, the value that it had and that why he had to have it because he didn't have it for so long. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was kind of a, a great opportunity for me because to come in and then all the resources he was able to push my way that once he decided that, you know, I had to, it was a trip. It was baptism by fire. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, yeah. so I came in 10 days before football started. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, I didn't have, I could tell you this, as anal as I am about my coolers and everything matching, Nothing matched. I yeah. find everything. You know, the, the old training room in the back, which is the war room now, we yeah. had 120 degrees. Yes. You know, I was much thinner back then because <laughs> I didn't have a gator. I didn't have a gator. Yeah. I had to push. I, I, there was, I didn't have a – good thing I didn't have a step counter because I, I think I, would, I was probably doing about 20,000 steps yeah. a day. Yeah. Uh, but I came here to teach. And, you know, they hired me to teach special ed, which was an experience. And um, But once again, like I said, I came in after that first semester – uh coach morrow you know he enjoyed the job that i was doing he was it was tough i I would tell you you know i don't know if my old self would tell my young self to take that job then but you know i didn't see all i saw was opportunity and uh so when coach morrow gave me that opportunity we worked really really hard uh you know i'd spend the night here on friday nights because they have to be back at 7 30 and my commute to watson yeah after a friday night football game was a long time you know there's a lot of things now i think and and i don't say this with any discontent is that you know there's just a lot of things that you know it's really nice that folks that have been in the that have been around for a long time when i first got here really still understand i got a phone call from cc richter uh yesterday and you know that's max richter's mom Mm -hmm. and she was he was a freshman when i started but they always talk about those days and what it was like and the difference and so people sometimes we get we get used to having what we have Mm -hmm. and we forget what it was like before we had it you know i mean you, you guys and look, we, the, us the, coming the, through, the, the, the students know. helping you either. Yeah, then, yeah. Know? I mean, when whenever we when we was here, you know, like you said, basically it was athletic department was basically there to tape ankles prior to Friday night football That's games, right. ice baths on Saturday, and that was pretty much the extent of it. There wasn't a right. whole lot well, other that, involvement to what right. you have today. Absolutely, and I think so. As we grew and knew that that it evolved into more than because I could tell you to be honest with you, Brad. Um, 
this has grown because of the involvement we have not with just one sport with all sports right? yeah and, and you know so there's a thing that we talk about in athletic training is everybody deserves quality care mm -hmm. you know everybody deserves an athletic trainer and so and we try to do that and and, and as difficult as it is times that's the goal every day right. to yeah. make sure that we're providing the highest quality care we can so getting back to just starting and then as we went you know there was just a lot of things that had to change you know we got new team doctors and that after about that first year or actually two years and then you know that's where dr winder came in mm -hmm. into play and that that was life-changing for us yeah. uh to be involved with brock at that time and it started when it was just three doctors you know and that started because my, my relationship with dr farachi that was one right. of the original founders right. and dr farachi and dr winder was this new young gun they had <laughs> and and actually yeah. you know truth be told that he was at ea the year before and then so we were able to say see he was willing to do both and as long as he didn't wear blue and gold <laughs> when we played on friday night so right. we're good we're okay good. that that was the the caveat he still to this day does that <laughs> and so um but you know that that kind of started and then we worked and worked and worked and um you know through doing the sp uh doing special ed they had looked at the opportunity you know miss eva bourgeois hired me but mm -hmm. then she retired that fall and then you know and that's what miss Pujo came in and she had this you know um school to work was kind of this new thing and that they were doing that we call it abc they call it you know, we call it all kind of, oh, so we yeah, call yeah. it jumpstart mm -hmm. now, yep. but it was just where kids could get immersed to something that would take them in a path, a path yeah. direction. And so they saw athletic training as one of those paths. Oh, that's good. That's when we, uh, we started teaching the, or we developed the courses. We took a framework that a friend of mine, Tim Gonda had at Broadmoor. We created our own framework. We, we found books, we started the courses and that started, that started us down this other path that now to be able to teach these courses, to be able to do that, which, you know, looking back at it now you know it's almost 30 years but that those 25 now that those courses then because it came so popular started to help to start the allied health academy mm. that then started then bessie saw it and then they picked it up and then we got to be on the bessie executive committee to write the state curriculum for oh, okay. it, oh, yeah. which then went to dual enrollment that you know it went on now we're at the point now that we're trying as a state association to create a credential that a kid can get a you know, an athletic trained, certified athletic training student aid credential in high school. And that's something that's, you know, that's kind of innovative. It's just, yeah. just that's but a good a, little stepping stone to where if they want to go that, that path in absolutely. college, it's like you already, you already got the foundation. That's right. You know? yeah. And that's what it is. It's an identifier and that's what it goes. It's not something they're going to be able to graduate and go to work. With, right. But it's okay. something that gives them a basic skill knowledge. And so, so that was that, that, that was kind of one path that we've gone from the ac academic side which has been really, really neat. And then that created the opportunity with, I think we have such a great culture with sport, with safety in mm -hmm, this area. Right, right. But then that we got these just phenomenal students that we've had over the years. And I, I could tell you, that's just been a, a huge blessing in the students I've had. And it started with those, the student program. And that was the other level that came in. And without yeah. those students, you know, I'm a lot you, what, you, can, you can see the passion that the students do have. Yeah, well, oh, yes, you definitely, know, you, definitely. You can see it, you know, it's not, they're not just here just because it's another course, you know, yeah. they, they, you can, you can well, tell, I the, mean, you, so you can there, read there, the passion There's on two them. sides to it, Chuck, because you got the side that every, every kid is, it's an elective, so everybody could teach it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, David Richard, when he was here, you know, there was a lot of talk about not being in the classroom anymore, but he said, man, you know, this is a great opportunity for you to recruit students. And, you know, I never saw it that way. And then that became, that was the ground that we were able to start really recruiting our students, um, you know, out of, because you got to kind of test drive them, so to speak. You right. saw them in the classroom. 
Yeah. And that's really what's kind of fed this. And, you know, we're up to 30 students now. And that's about what it used to be. We normally had about 10% of what I taught would become student aides. Okay. And so now, you know, over the last few years, when we had three sets of courses and three teachers, that became what, it, you, know, you know, it became about what that number was. And as yeah. our school has grown, that has happened. Yeah, so, I mean, look, just on Friday nights, looking down from the uh, on the sidelines, it looks massive. Like you got a bunch of worker or uh, bees all over down there Especially and getting there early. You see them. You can yeah. See, you see, you see all y'all setting up early, and everything. And, and, uh, well, and that's, that's testament to the program itself that you, that many kids want to be involved in it. Well, as I think well. it speaks of the kids in this community and it speaks of, I think the kids I have, I always say is a great cross section of what San Juan community and San Juan high school is about. When you really look at it, the demographics, you yeah. want to, but the one thing that's really important about our community is that you have to have a servant's heart. And I think that's right. what, you know, when things are, people are in need, Santa Mon always steps up. Yeah. Always. And it doesn't matter if we're suffering, we're always trying to help other people. Correct. And I think that's part of our culture. That's one thing that helps drive what I do. And people see that and they see that value in that, you know, and that y'all mentioned something and there's a lot of things that I do. It's like an iceberg, right? Yeah. You only see the top 10% out yeah. of the water. <laughs> the other 90% is underneath. And it's the same thing with our students, you know, People see them at the games, but they don't see what they do every day. Yeah. What they do from, you know, second block, third block, fourth block after school. And it's not just, you know, it's not just Mondays. It's it's Saturdays. It's, you know, in last year, you know, it was Sundays because we played on Saturdays. And, mm. you know, it's Labor Day. It's the the, the holidays. It's, you know, and, it, and it's not just football. Correct. I mean, it's right. all sports. Yes. And so, you know, and then it's even in the summertime now. So it's. You know, so we ask a lot of those kids and, you know, and they deliver. And I, uh, and I think that's one of the things as I wish, you know, I think a lot of people show appreciation is to really try to understand the totality of what they do and the, and the, the impact that they have, because these are students that are working hard to take care of their classmates. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and, right. and that's what it's about. And they are working very diligently and very hard to make sure we have the highest quality care to make sure that we're doing all these things that we need to do to take care of our athletes to be able to do that. See, when I started, we had probably roughly about eight sports when I yeah. started, yeah. you know, you had the major sports and then, you know, but now we have just everything you know, that LHSA offers. That's right. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, it's not just 28 sports, it's 42 teams. Correct. Right. You know, and so like today we have volleyball and, you know, you have, uh, you know, you have a volleyball you know, it's not just one volleyball no, game. You got it's freshman three. JV. That's right. right. And so it's three. Yeah. And then it's, it's the out, you know, it's the work before, it's the work after, it, you know, and to be able to do those things. And so, you know, that, that in itself is sometimes what people don't see, yeah. don't get. Yeah. You know, a lot of people come and say, oh, man, I want your job. I see you ride around this gator or, <laughs> or we see you hanging out at the games and getting in this great seat. But it's so much like Friday night. Friday night was a busy night. But yes. Those, but those nights we got, come away with that with a huge satisfaction of that, you know, the work that we had to do. Now, of course, we don't want to have to work that hard. But, you know, we came away with a win. But, you know, you get to a point in the game, we say, look, everybody we have right now that's in the game has got to stay. Yeah. So, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. you, so once you get to that point and, you know, and it's also the pride that they take in helping us get kids from that are hurt on Friday, that what we do on Saturday what we come up and do on Sunday. Sunday. That's yeah. right. And that's a lot of people don't know that we yeah. do clinic on Sunday yeah. and then come back and then Monday through the week and to be able to get those kids ready. Back on, and, back and, on you know, the field. Just or... think about it. Just think of it like this. is like a NASCAR car is that, you know, we ask the coaches to build the engine 
you know, and make it fast and run well. But when it gets dense and gets knocked around, yep. we're the ones going to knock the dents out. We're kind of, you know, we put this, everybody uses this pit crew thing, but I'm just going to let y'all know that. <laughs> <laughs> they coined that. I should have copyrighted you it way copyrighted back that. in the day because yep. that's what we used to talk about is, you know, I'll never forget Michael McLeod. And I had a guy named Corey Mitchell that were some male student trainers I had years ago, and they were top-notch. And those guys would come in, and that's what they said. This is gonna be, we're going to be like a pit crew. And those guys come out. We're going to get them quick. And that was pretty neat. And so we yeah, started that yeah. years ago, but we didn't copyright it. <laughs> and, and then, the you know, section took it over. Oh, oh, it's, it's changed hands like three times now. Yeah. Everybody, you know, it's just, it's, it's kind of like anything else. It's whoever could take it over and hold on to it. Right, right. It convinced everybody else that it was there. That was idea. theirs, yeah. That yeah. was theirs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, so just from that part, you know, it, it's, you know, getting here and then starting in 95 and then going through the courses, building a student aid program, which then led us into having – um, more classes to teach that led us to have an additional staff, uh, teaching staff. You know, of course, we're a little bit down this year. Um, you know, Luke Freyu, which was here, Luke mm -hmm. uh, went back to work for Brock, and um, you know, he's at uh, working at Zachary. You know, Miss Klingman was here. Yeah. You know, she was kind of the first uh, associate athletic trainer we had. You know, she went, um, she left and she went to Parkview, Parkview to go teach. teaching at Parkview. That's now. right. Yeah. And then, you know, but we still have Miss, but one neat thing is that over time, and those relationships and circling back to Dr. Winder and our relationship with Brock, you know, four years ago, five years ago now that, uh, no, it's four that Brock started their outreach program in the Brock with the Brock foundation. And I can't say enough about the Brock foundation and what they do for us, uh, what they've always done for us, but to have somebody like the animal also that runs their outreach program that actually lives here in Santa Mall, that, you know, Santa Mall high school, uh, you know, is always a priority to them, like all their other schools. But, mm -hmm. but you know, for what they've done to help develop athletic trainers um, that they hire, to have that that resource. And that's part of a the foundation is made up of our Lady of the Lake, okay. Rock Doctors, and also healthcare partners that we have. And our healthcare partner that's tied to Samuel High School is Bourgeois Physical Therapy. Yeah. And so with Christian Bourgeois and Melissa Bourgeois, they, you know, those are two Gators. Sign them all you know, along. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You know, Christian was a senior when I started here. Uh, actually, I always tell that story. He was the first guy I ever treated. You know, oh, really? The first, day, <laughs> the first day I got here, the first day they met, he got in a little fender bender. So I had to look at him. <laughs> okay. And then I always tell that story. But, you know, of course, Melissa powerlifted and was yep. a cheerleader. And, um, but it's neat to have those guys. You know, we were fortunate, too, that over that time, you know, when I got here, Baton Rouge Physical Therapy was – was here as a, and they were yeah, Gus, Gus, yeah. Gus, and yeah. Paul Malonso. Yeah. Those guys did a lot to help uh, break me to saddle and let me learn, you know, and the first doctors we had, you know, but kind of in a weird roundabout way too. Garrett LeBlanc, yep. which yep. is a PA for Dr. Winder. <laughs> I played with that, him. That's right. Yeah. Garrett was a PA with for Dr. Ronnie Silvest, which was our team doctor at the right, time. Right. And so now then he went and Garrett kind of went and um, then he worked for Dr. Roby show for a while and then he came right. back and now he's working with Dr. Winter. So that was kind of really good. Yeah. And so, you know, so we have this great comprehensive sports medicine team, you know, and we have other community partners. We got a guy like Matt Shelley. That's that Dr. Matt Shelley that works with us. Uh, you know, we got people like just community partners like Brent Bateman. Yeah. I mean, Brent Bateman, we, I can't, we, we can't, <laughs> yeah. we can't do, with, <laughs> right. we can't do without Brent Bateman. Veyron's, right. you know, Supreme Rice, yeah. you know, I mean, look, so, I mean, that's, you know, if you think about that, you can't have jambalaya without those two things. Right. Correct. But you, you know, you have those folks, you know, you know, just everybody that participates to be able to help us, the booster club, 
Right. You know, uh, the everything that we started out was built through the booster club. Correct. And it continues to do that. Yeah. And so, so, but we have, look at this comprehensive sports medicine team that we have from having orthopedists. And now with our lady, like Travis Curry, Dr. Travis Curry, Dr. Brian Lindenmeyer, those guys that we have, you know, we have such great access and not just them, but their MAs and their nurses and their PAs and all these people that we have. And then that, you know, people don't understand is like the Brock after hours was part of the reason was a necessity that they started to be able to continue to serve us after hours is when kids were hurt Yeah, that we didn't have to wait. I mean, on a Friday night, you know, Friday night. Yeah, that's right. And they have, and they have the free clinic on Friday night after nine o'clock or 10 o'clock after nine o'clock, but that's, but it's still, you know, it's these people, Sometimes we get small because the amount of access that we have to Correct. quality healthcare. Yeah. You know, we got guys like Tavis Piatoli, which is you know, our sports nutritionist that's been with us for years. That's the guy that's, you know, the, the phone call away that when we have issues or our nutritional issues that what we need. And, you know, for years ago, Coach Oliver funded a, a nutrition program. You okay. know, the, the talks that we have with the Head Health Network that did all the research with at LSU and what they do with the concussion research. Hang on one second. Go ahead. Right. So, you know, so a lot of these programs that we had that we have been self-funded, you know, coach, that was one thing that coach Oliver has done um, is that what he's projects he's funded, you know, that that's money that football spent. But like when we did the nutrition program years ago, that was huge. It paid huge dividends. It gave us really an insight and a snapshot to what we could do just from food wise, um, you know, then being able to look at what we were doing at practice and to partner with Rydell and be one of only, you know, we're one of only a few schools in the country that people really approach and say, hey, we yeah. want to come here. We want to collect data here. We need y'all because y'all are far, especially when it was about the concussion issue. Way yeah, before, I remember when they had the helmets and all this yeah. stuff. They had to plug in. That's and right. All. That's yeah. right. And we had that. And those are just a lot of programs we have. You know, and so in turn, when you do those things, then you have access to the other stuff. They come to you with first with the new stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, the beta so testing kind of. That's right. Well, not even just that. It's just – they come to you with the new stuff ahead of that. And so it always keeps you the tip of the spear, right? Mm. You know, you're always, you know, so when things are coming out, you know, we were doing chocolate milk in the summertime three and four years before it ever became, you know, the big milk chocolate right, right. program that came out, you know, the snacking at halftime that we, we have been doing for years yep. that before it really came in vogue with everybody else. We, you know, those are all advantages we have gotten because of the relationships we have with other people yeah. and to be able to look at the data and knowing that. And so, and that in turn, it just continues to create other things. And so that helps a bunch. And then, you know, that's changed a lot, you know, that's changed a lot with the concussion issue is even on our campus, which is great. You know, a lot of times people don't realize is that football of all the sports is probably has the lowest concussion rate right. of all our other yeah. sports. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We see it more, much more in, you know, when we deal with our and volleyball is probably one of the, volleyball, the top yes. volleyball cheer. Well, I mean, you know, so you see those, you know, yeah. it, it, that's it. But, you know, having a consistent path that when we, a kid does get that, you know, with Dr. Curry, what he does and his protocol and what, it, how it aligns with the school, those things are all benefits for our students, you know, our lady yeah. Lake pays for our whole concussion program. It is no cost to us. Right. They pay for our King Devic testing. They do that every year. They renew it every year. Um, you know, and like I said, it's just tremendous. Yeah. What we have. My daughter Chandler went through the that, protocol, uh, went, right. went through the whole process. And again, was, was phenomenal. That's right. You know, I mean, no cost to us again, it was through the school. We, we went to the, get her checked out, went through the steps, 
worked perfect. I mean, that's it, right. it, it, and, and it that's, was nice that's, to have. That's right. And but that's but you know, but Brad, that's what that's what when we have something like this and it's community based, it should be the highest quality. Yeah. Right? right. You know, it might not have all the glitter and glamour that some people want, and sometimes. But I mean, do we have the things in place? And a lot of it is just do we have the right people? Yeah. Right. And yes. that's a big part of that. So. Yes. As we've grown the and network get, grows, that's right. Oh, yeah. and, and it's more and more comprehensive. Right. And, you know, it's so then it's just it adds to the quality of care that our kids get and from the assistant athletic trainers we have to our doctors, you know, yeah. and, and the front office staff. It's you know we're able to head off a lot of problems for our parents and help them because of what we do. The district does a great job. The district provides us with excess insurance, mm. you know, and so all these things that they do make a big difference it makes that quality care and, a much better part. and the faculty here is one back backing you 100 percent the whole time as well absolutely so i mean that that helps as well when when right. you when someone you know hey I, they have your back with with what you want to move forward with and and what you want to implement and, and say they, hey look this and, is and your coaching staffs too you yeah know i mean yeah. without you know, a doubt you know yeah. i mean a coach ultimately wants their player back but they understand that if scott says it ain't time this they, is and they, this is they, what it's going to take it's not time you know, well, and I think that comes from just years of having, you know, like I said, it starts with our physicians. It starts with having a plan. It starts yeah. with aligning the way that it should align. It's not anecdotal. It's it's backed by science. You know, so in turn, so those things too kind of helped as we continue to grow. And you know, this this issue, you know, and we just got kept getting bigger. And mm. and I like to say better, but that's opened more and more doors. And so some of the doors that I'm really really proud of that it's open not just for me, but for our school, you know, San Juan high school is one of only uh, one of one, one of one, <laughs> yeah. one, of one, right? <laughs> one of one, but is the only school that has earned the national safe sports school award four times. Right. And, and so, you know, we were in the first 10 and that was pretty cool. And, um, you know, so with people don't know, there's a project called the Atlas project that actually started out of Louisiana when we were on the secondary school committee, for athletic training where we mapped every high school and what was their athletic training service. Um, Doc Harper at Dutchtown was at, on the national committee at the time. He told them what we were doing. They said, man, that's a great idea. All this, all these people with all the money, right? They <laughs> grab it and say, this is great. So now, right now, the Atlas Project maps every high school in the United States. Okay. And they tell you, and you can go to the map and you can look and it'll tell you if they have an athletic trainer, how many they have, part-time, full-time, Whatever it is, and the contact information. Okay. So you know, so in our state, if we go to we're going to a away team that we've yes. not been, but that you know, that's a pretty neat project to be a part of. Yeah. Uh, the National Safe Sports School was actually another project we were looking, which was we called the Louisiana Blue Ribbon School, and that they picked up the national event, picked that up, and that morphed into the Safe okay. Sports School Award. So with all those projects and being part of those things, it just continues to open doors, and so. I became moved out of doing secondary school committee and ran and, and won for our state presidency back in 2016. That's the same year the flood year was. Mm -hmm. But through that process and because we were moving always kind of in the, the reputation at Samuel High School started to gain as somebody that was school that was very, very forward minded. Yes. That had a great care model that, you know, we got approached in our state, got approached by the NFL, the NATA and the Corey Stringer Institute. Um, that they had a project called the Tufts Project, Team Up for Sports Safety. And it's where they came into the state and they were going to bring the resources to help move you know, your state's safety policy. Okay. At the time, Louisiana was 47th out of 50. Oh, wow. 
And so through about a four-year process, and I will tell you, and this is significant because not only did I participate, but, you know, Renee Ponce, that was EA, the animal also that's at, at Brock, you know, the, the executive committee at the LATA was there, you know, Ronnie Harper at Dutchtown was part mm-hmm. of it. You know, so you it's very, very Ascension Parish heavy, yeah. right? Right. Um, but then also, too, we pulled in Dwayne Thomasy and we pulled in, you know, Jay Dykes, which we're in the coaching association, football coaches, Dwayne, Dwayne Jenkins also came apart and they brought in the best policy writers from the country and all the guys that do the research and the policies. And so we put everything down on paper. We met, we met with the LHSA, the, the ADs association, the school superintendents association. We came up, Hey, look, this is where we, we can impact the greatest minute, you know, the greatest good yeah. in all the schools. Right. And basically it was basically really mapping out what we were doing here. Okay. Right. And what we were doing in our parish. Um, not many people know that we have an athletic healthcare team in our parish that's made up of our team doctors, all our athletic trainers, and our director of secondary schools that we meet twice a year and we talk about policy, we talk about safety implementation, the things we do, not just at each high school, but across the district. Okay. Right? Middle school, high Middle school. I mean, that's right. You know, yeah. we, we see the athletic trainers there at the football games. And, yeah. And, and, right. From middle so, school. Yeah. Again, you and know. so we have that, and that works out really, really well. Right. And then, um, so, but that process took about four years and so it kind of, kind of, kind of waited, but then we got the run and be able to, we brought it up to state legislation. Uh, we amended a bill, you know, through the help of Clay Sheck Snyder, um, uh, Chris Turner in, mm-hmm. um, North Louisiana representative. We were able to pass the serious sports injury law and amended a law that we had and made it better. And then now it's actually the Remy Hidalgo act. But oh, that, yeah. that law and that legislation now written to the rules in Bessie that, you know, that moved Louisiana from 47th to 5th nationally. Oh, wow. In sports safety policy. Oh, and wow. Basically, it's no cost initiatives about doing emergency action plans, coaching education, following wet bulb globe temperature for practices and changes that we have in there. Um, you know, cold water immersion about cool first, transport second. Okay. All these things. And, you know, and that, these are things that, that happen that we do every day. Yeah. That basically, we bottled them up and said, hey, you know what? Let's sell this. If we could do it at Sanibel High School and Dutchtown and East Ascension and Donisonville, we could do it in Ascension Parish, then we want everybody else to do it. And hey. I think that's what kind of – that that's kind of, to me, is the legacy that Ascension Parish in general and the Sanibel High School community and the Sanibel community do. It's that, that we're not afraid to be leaders, yeah. do stuff that what is best for – not not following anybody else right, right. is that we're going to carry like I like to say we're going to carry our own flag. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you also got to do it to where there are schools that don't have the funding for a lot of this stuff or, you know, the the manpower to so in order to do stuff to waste said no out of pocket, no calls kind of stuff for these. Right. It's just simple programs that they can start initiating into their system that they just didn't know about before. That's right. Or no one, you know, no one gave them a direction of, hey, this, you know, yeah, you know, you, you should yeah, be doing you, this. Yeah, you little small towns and all. I mean, they, they might be some PTs and all that want to – or doctors yeah. that, that's not affiliated with, with schools that might want to get into yeah. it. You or, know? It's I not mean, just even that, though, it's guys. Just, it's it's about having the education because the one people that are going to be there are going to be the coaches. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the school community. School Correct. communities – and here's the thing that a point I'd lo- love to make to people is that it's the school – and the community's responsibility. It's not right. the hospitals. Yeah. Everybody right. looks for somebody else to come fund it. But yeah. you know what? Know what a cold water tank costs? And most of the time when you can get them donated from a feed store, the three that I had for years, you know, I got, you know, from 
Port Vincent Feed and Seed. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Vince McMahon, you know, Vince donated them to me because I said, hey, look, at Seminole High School, I need these to do cold water. And I had them. Right. You know what? And he donated three of them. Right. You know, and, and that was, you know, it's kind of, uh, but that's what I'm just trying get, to tell you. I get, yeah. I get so, it because so a lot like, of times like people us, have to make it a priority. Like with us, Correct. you know, people, they're, they're, people want to help. They don't know how to help, you know? So like that, that's like our little Avenue, you know, absolutely. People, you know, we, we able to collect donations and everything because people wanted to, to help. That's right. They can't come give time, but they can give a dollar to, you know? That's right. And and now we give them an avenue, and that's kind of like, yeah, you're giving an avenue. That's you right. Know? And so and that's and so that helped create that awareness and that advocacy. You know, and so some things I'm really proud of too, because of that, you know, like this past year I helped pass House Bill four hundred, which is the Grace and Temple Act, which is the young man that died at Live Oak uh, of a heart condition about mm-hmm. heart, you know, education, you know, to be yeah. involved with the Remy Hidalgo Foundation. Because, you know, Remy's mom, Ashley, had went to KSI and wanted to pass something, you know. And so in turn, then turn around and then KSI approached us and approached me and says, hey, look, you know what? We want you to be on our medical advisory board. And that's a huge. Are they, huge the, one, oh, are okay. they the ones that do the, the heart screenings? That, that- that's LPCF. That's LP- okay. LPCF. And that's I'm glad you brought that up, Chuck. That's such a great point. That's another right, part. Right. LPCF came here and then said, hey, look, we need your help. Um you know, Miss Edwards at the time was principal. She said, hey, she brought me a brochure back. She said, why aren't we doing this? And, you know, and, and you know, said, okay, let me find out more about it. I called them. They came in and said, we'll give you 100. I said, well, look, I tell you what, if we can do it at Seminole High School, everybody else will follow because yeah. I think we're the biggest school. So the first year LPCF came in, we met no high schools that were doing them. Oh. Maybe one school, but like maybe 50 kids. They came in the first year and did 300. Oh, wow. And then after that, we started our head and heart day and where we did – Baseline testing for yep. concussions. Right. And now, of course, we have a different format now. Yeah. But to be able to do that. So, you know, I there's a ton of wins that we have at Cinema High School. There's a, a lot of accolades and stuff that we do. But, you know, the point that I try to tell people is that this is a needs to be a priority. A lot of places go and they talk about it, but we have to do it. Yeah. And, and you know, and what does it serve? It serves the kids. Kids. It serves right. the, you know, and it's a service to the parents. And that's what we have to have in order to sit there and say, hey, you know what? I never wanted to be in a situation that I've been in before. You know, and I, I go back and I could tell stories on top of stories on top of stories. But, you know, one guy that I'll tell this story, and this is important. And, you know, uh, Jay Brignac, which mm-hmm. became a great friend of mine mm-hmm. now. And Jay was a, an athlete. He was a senior. Jay got hurt his senior year. And that. through the course of a, a situation, I can't go too much. Into yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, Jay got hurt his senior year. Yeah. And how – Maybe the injury was handled at, at a point in time wasn't the best way with one of our team doctors at the time. And I'll never forget coming back from that football game and his dad, Mr. Floyd, sitting in the door of my the door of my office. And you know, and he wasn't upset. He was hurt. But you know, his one thing that he told me was that you know what? How could you know you're talking about taping ankles and everything yeah. else? How could you let this happen? You know that you're supposed to be looking out for my boy. I'm going to tell you what, that resonated with me yeah. at 24 years old right. that, you know, my job was way more than taping ankles yep. right. and, and making sure we had these things to do. And so, you know, I've always been thankful, Mr. Floyd, and, you know, I worked really, really hard because I had got to take care of a lot of his grandchildren. All yeah. of them that have come through now. <laughs> right. And unfortunately, two of those others had injuries, too, yeah. that were required surgery and recovery. But, you know, that's where I kind of look at that, you know, it's you, when you're called to serve. You know, and I tell people this all the time, and this is really the truth, is that I get the opportunity to take care of people's most prized possessions. Yeah, that's right. Definitely. Both my sisters have lost children. 
Mm. Two of my three sisters that and two of them have children. My oldest, my two oldest sisters, and both have lost children. And I could tell you the impact what it had on them, and just to see that, you know, yeah. now, you know, that affects you and understand that how important it is, and you know, and especially with high school students, and especially when we play athletics. And you know, let me tell you something: a sprained ankle to a senior that might miss his last yeah. game is pretty significant to that kid. Oh yeah. You know, to, to, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, to go, but you know, but you know, the part, you know, Chuck, yeah. I'm glad you bring that up because this is the one thing that I really, and I don't want to get in my feelings too much about this, but this is the truth. This is the one part of my job that is very difficult that a lot of people don't ever see. And I, can I use yeah. Kobe as yeah. an example? Definitely. So Kobe is a great example of this. Yeah. You know what? Friday night, he gets hurt in the first quarter. We have to go all these things while the game's going on, you know, get him to the hospital, get him x-rayed, find out what's going on before the end of the game. We know the results of that. But, you know, when the game is over and we win, you know, there's a lot of cheering on the field. But, yeah. but you know what? Very rarely do you'll ever see me in that mosh pit. Right. That's great because you know why? Because I got some some player, yeah. some parent that's waiting for me because either I have to give them bad news or we have to come up with a plan yeah. to try to get them back. And there's many a night that we sit in here that are over the weekends when it's really, really quiet, you know, that we're dealing with the emotion and the recovery. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of tears. You know, it's tough right. to to deal with the, you know, when you when you know Tony Rodriguez, when oh, we, right. you know, yeah. when you're going through that situation and and you know, Tennessee pulls her scholarship and that, you know, to to refocus on yep. you know, or Maggie Duplashan when, you know, she get, you know, she gets hurt in the spring before her summer, you know, or you know, just all these other situations that you have, you know, and, yeah. and trying to devise a plan. And, you know, so, you know, another thing that we talk about, but one thing that's really I'm proud of is that, you know, a lot of y'all can see up here, but, you know, to get shirts off the back. Yeah. You know, I'm very fortunate right. and very blessed. I've gotten 41 of them. <laughs> you know, and so, you know, and it and probably most, could yeah. have been more because yeah. once somebody chooses him, you can't, came, you, yeah. you got to choose that's somebody it. else. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, but that's, but, you know, one of the things too is about how we impact other people, yeah. you know, and my role and how I see my role and what the role that we do is, is that it's impactful. You know, you have to care about what you're doing because you're taking care of people. Correct. My job is care, you know, and, and, and it's not coddling it's care. All right. And, you know, and you know, I think the players will tell you, you know, you don't act right or you don't do right. You, you, you know, <laughs> you're going to, you're going to find that end of it. Yeah. But it, it's, you know, that's what we do. And we want to always, when I'm going to be finished here, that's the one thing I want people to always look back at or say about me is that, you know what? I cared about the kids. I cared about what I did. I was passionate about what it, that we made changes that not just impacted Central high school, that impacted the city parish that impacted Louisiana. Now it's impacted stuff nationally. Nationally. And that's, that's, and that's, that's, and those were the things that, that are really, really, you know, that's really proud of, you know, they'll give you a lot of personal awards, Yeah. but every personal award I get is all it is, is a reflection of what goes on at Central high school. Correct. None of this would have ever been possible without the principals I've had, the athletic directors I've had, the school board members, you know, that I've had the booster club members, you know, I'm going to tell you too, though, Scott, I mean, like, look, if y'all can see behind me, LATA, Louisiana athletic training association, hall of fame, 2020, it's also a testament to you. I oh, mean, definitely. Because because they could have you could have all these things in place, and if you don't have the right person that wants to implement them, 
or, or then, the or the then, care that he puts that, into that's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. of, of of the drive you know, of you know. So when we do appreciate, and if I could give a oh. shirt off the back, dude, oh, I'd give you a shirt off my <laughs> off my back. Yeah. In a I don't think it would fit. <laughs> <laughs> I got I saw, people say, you know, you're going to make a quilt off the shirt off my back. I said, if I took them out and I made a quilt, it would come as old, though. <laughs> At least they could have used it to maybe make a, you know, now that we have turf, you could have probably yeah, yeah, covered the field of a baseball field. But That's, go, going back to your analogy earlier with the iceberg, you know, again, and a lot of what we've discussed so far this evening is I didn't even, un, didn't even know that we had that um, – that we had availability yeah. of a lot of this stuff or, you know, and, and the stuff that's going on behind the scenes, you know, as well, like I said, most people just see, Oh, you know, the training room and, you know, the kid gets hurt, they come in, they get treatment kind of stuff, but they don't see a lot of the behind the doors. Right. Scene of what it takes to implement all of this. And again, it's not just here at Santa Monica that you're, you're, you're in fact, uh, impacting it's national. Well, I mean, you know, I think it's, you know, there's a lot more to this than ice bags and band-aids. Right. Yes. And, you know, and that's the thing that a lot of times, and you know, I always try to tell people don't result yourself back to when you were in school. It, it, you know, if the care that I'm delivering is the same that I was doing in 95, which I thought at the time was really good, but it, it's a, it's a far shade yes. of what we do it, you know, just from the nutritional aspect that we do like during fall camp. But, you know, like I said, it's only as good as what our coaches will implement and Correct. our coaches right. will do and coaches will follow, you know, it, it's, you know, it's being able to have courses like sports medicine three that puts us in the athletic training facility during athletic PE to be able to do, you know, to be able to, to be able to intern kids that are in mm -hmm. school, right. Yeah. Be able to intern kids. One thing too, y'all, y'all had mentioned and asked about, um, one neat thing also is the number of kids that have come through our Correct. program. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm pretty fortunate. I have quite a few students that not all of them go out to be athletic trainers, um, you know, but we've had several, uh, one thing that, you know, we started becoming a preceptor site for Southeastern and LSU. Okay. And so we got, you know, like I saw Hannah was in here earlier. I got Randon right now from Southeastern, you know, when Luke was a college student of mine, yep. right. Amanda was a college student of mine. Um, you know, so those, that, that's a big part of, you know, where kids get to come and be a part of Sedimore high school, but our students that have come through the program, we've got tons of nurses. Got two PAs now. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, got two PAs now. Got six athletic trainers. Um, so that's been pretty, pretty cool. And I, and I guarantee you probably got a lot of first responders. We got a ton of first responders. That's, yeah. We you got know? a ton of first responders. You know, and also, too, but what I hope in, is that when kids come through this, that the experience is worthwhile for them. Yeah. And when they look back at high school, hey, look, this was worth doing. Right. I was excited about doing it. Uh, you know, I got the opportunity to take care of players. I got my classmates. You know, and look, I got several that, you know, like last year, you know, I mean, that that kids are athletes in other sports that yep. come and do this yeah. and work in the fall. Right. And I kind of have a thing that I work out with them where they're off doing their season. They'll come back and work in the spring. <laughs> Excuse me. But that's a really cool thing, too. And that's, you know, that I is mean, a good opportunity because, again, if you've got kids that play sports or multiple sports but still are interested in this program, you give them that opportunity. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. And, you know, you want them to have that because, once again, they're serving others. You know, Dylan Stahl. Dylan last Stahl. Year, I was about to say Dylan. Dylan Stahl yeah. is, a, is a great example. But, you know, I've had several. I've had several that, you know, I think about Madison Morgan that I had a few years ago mm -hmm. that was a girl soccer player. Jason Dinkoff, you uh -huh. know, that was here. 
you know, but Dylan saw just even last year that's relevant to you guys. But you know, Dylan, I saw, saw Reed Re Brignac. Reed Brignac. Reed you know? yeah. is another great yeah. example. He you did know, football during football. See, and then I mean, he, baseball. He, he, yeah, he played, he played baseball, baseball and then yeah, he did his student training. Right. Doing Absolutely. Baseball. And then we had, you know, that started way back. I had some guys from Katrina, a guy named Jake Bordelon, Jared Bordelon were brothers. And those guys came in, and those were kind of my first athlete, you know, you know, kind of hybrids. But I had several girls that started doing it, and that was really kind of a cool thing because they have such a different perspective, and that you know, and they they bring in they bring a lot to the table. But it's not just them. I got some just some great students that are just beyond. Yeah. You know, they're way smarter than I am. I could tell you this: when you got those that are making thirty-two on the ACT, oh, right, yeah. Right, yeah, right, right, right. I, I would have to take it four times. Yeah, to make it and, right, right. And add them all up. Add them all up. But you know, but I, I love the students I have in my program. I love you know just what this program does. You know, it's just it's been such a blessing. You know, and look, I, I'm not going to say that my time is close to being done. But you know, five more years. Yeah. Next year. <laughs> next year. Next year. After I hit 27. Yeah. <laughs> next year, I'm at 29 and a half. Oh, wow. Right okay. now. And then, so next year, in, you know, I'll start 30 years next year. And then, you know, you make that decision. Yeah. You're going to drop. Yeah. Or drop out. Yeah. You know? So, you know, but, you know, look, that's where, you know, the one thing God's always put me where he needed me. I always kind of felt that yep. way. Uh, well, maybe you can go start your own training program. Like I'm like, not doing that. Business like your brother, huh? No. no. <laughs> Uh, I can't replicate. <laughs> he does such a great job at what he does. And, you know, and actually we steal a little bit from him here and there. But, you know, like I said, when you look at it, people like Deanna Malasa that's here with Brock Foundation is a game changer for us. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you know, Carrie Winder, you know, Travis, you know, Brian, you know, those guys, Christian that comes once a week that comes and helps us, you know, when he comes. These are true partners. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know, Matt Shelley, anytime I need something, I could call him. But, you know, you look at your community partners once again. Like I tell you, Brent Bateman is 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 a. I can never say enough for what him and his family do to help Sanimal High School because right. there's just so much that goes on. Like you know, during the flood year is a great example. Right. We couldn't have practice if it wasn't for Brent Bateman. Yeah. We could, we would have never practiced because we we had no access to any ice or anything right. like and anybody's keeping up with what happened in Jackson, Mississippi. Right. Yeah. Right. That's that's a you know not yeah. having water, but water, like for right. us in. You know, that year not having ice, ice. you got to have you, right. You, and, 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 and a lot of people, oh, I mean, he's an ice man. I mean, that's huge. That is. You I'm know what I mean? Ice. you got to have the ice, yeah. you okay, know? Okay, yeah. It's you not know? just – but it's just, you know, uh, right now, you know, we got these vendors like, you know, with Craig Sapier and Damon Sheets do at, um, you know, at DeLon's for us, you mm. know, how, yeah. which great partners they are. You know, you can never say enough about Garrett and Cade, you know, with right. Ross. I mean, those guys never tell you, you know. Right. And, you know, but they, they were integral. Kevin Mary Bourgeois, you know, those were some of our early beneficiaries with Bevel Tech. You know, their daughter was in the program. But, you know, their investment of time and effort, you know, what they did that helped, you know. And then, like I said, yeah. the Booster Club for all these years, I mean, this is non-existent without the Booster right. Club. Oh, yeah. You know, and so what they've done. Um, but, you know, like I said, it's I'm so thankful uh, for Coach Morrow when I started. He kind of broke me to saddle and really taught me what it was to be a Gator, you know. Yeah. And I think sometimes people forget about, you know, that, and then, you know, working for Coach Swacker all those years, uh, and, you know, of course, you know, the relationship I have with, with Coach Oliver and the, and the job that we've been able to do the last 15 years, I really think that's the time that we really, you know, was a lot of things that, that kind of really kind of started taking shape during that time. And, um, you know, and so, you know, where does it go from here? You know, I think it's it's never maintained. It's always grow. Yeah. 
because you yeah. know it, it's something's going to change something's going to well and you also have advancements in technology Absolutely. and medicine right. and, and things like that that's always going to be changing as well chuck always tries to talk about all the stuff that they used to do way back when they're hooking up the car batteries <laughs> you know over here and doing that but that's and that's i mean you see the machines yeah. you know and it's like yeah. man we had a you, they put water on the pad you stick on it had this little wine and they yeah. burn and it's yeah. shocky yeah. you know, oh, you know <laughs> troll a molder in an ice bath you know? Right. <laughs> so you know <laughs> you, you got to do don't lie <laughs> i saw one the other day the, the old time we had some of those at neosho county that had yeah. a, like a prop in yeah it. yeah somebody that gets sucked up in yeah they uh but so, you know like so things said, are always changing and it advancing but you, you know, know what doesn't change is the fact is is that every parent wants their kid to be taken care of. that's right yeah yeah. That yeah. you know what doesn't change is that it's the responsibility of the school, the school board, that community to make sure that it is a priority. Yes. Right? And that you got to keep doing it. It's not always about that's the one thing, you know, like a guy like Jeff Pyron. You know, Jeff was such a great friend of ours, but you know, the work that he did to get the outside warning alert system. Yeah. Right. Now now it's huge for our environmental stuff. But you know what? Ascension Parish did a lot of the things that you had to do infrastructure wise mm -hmm. to make sure we had stuff before they did the glitzy stuff or the, or the, and I mean, now turf, I don't want to call it glitzy because it's great. It's a great thing to have, Yeah. but way before they spent millions on that, they had so many, we had so many other things in place right. that yeah. people don't even realize what they've done. That makes a huge difference for us. Well, I know, know, I know like one thing, cause I go watch practices, you know, yeah. Y'all got the little orange thing out there, but the, heat, the WBGT, yeah, yeah, heat monitor or whatever, you know. So once it gets, when you're in fall practice, once it gets a certain level, it's time to take it in. Right. You know, it's, yeah. just, it's too hot. Well, it's, and that's a great, but you know, we did WBGT. We've been doing it for over 10 years. Yeah. Now, you know, but, and, but and, a lot of people don't know that. Well, that's know? right. But you know, we why they not practicing today? I mean, it yeah. ain't raining. Well, <laughs> dude, it's well, 106. But, you know, <laughs> but honestly, honestly, Chuck, that's allowed us at times because of that to be practicing and practicing safely and, and really having great practices, more so than the old technology that people were using with heat index yeah. and feel like temperature and doing that. And, you know, I can remember out here, we practiced in one day and it was, it was great for us. It was, but because the heat index and some of the things that other people use, they weren't practicing. And I can still remember Coach Oliver taking calls though that day that people were asking. But we had been doing it for a long time. Right. And that yeah. dictates how many breaks we take. That right. dictates right. if we're going to pull out the popsicles that day. That's right. Are we going to watermelon or whatever? Or, yeah. Are <laughs> we going to have a Powerade break or what we might have? Right. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, advancements definitely helped. Uh, and again, Sanimal's been the leader in a lot of these advancements we were doing things way ahead of a lot of the other teams or people doing them and that's just again i mean bettering you, ourselves and making a priority for the kids of safety and it's not just in the high school level you you hear kids that go on these 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 college visits yeah you know and they they come back and they're like bruh our training room is so much better <laughs> than this d1 school yeah you know and it's like because they take a priority. I mean, yeah. over here, I don't know. I ain't saying they're you know, not taking priority in places, but it is a testament to the type, place. type of work I do. I go into a lot of industrial facilities. Safety is always number one on their list. And they put programs in place to make it that way. Standards in place to make it that way. Um, you know, things that make you say, hey, Policies you go home, you go home yeah. at the end of the day and see your family. 
That's the same approach y'all are taking uh, it here. Hundred percent. You know, um, you you want everybody to go home at the end of the day. You know, um, maybe beat up or bruised or whatever. But at the end of the day, they had you're going to go home. Possible care. Yeah. Right. You know, and and if something does happen, you had the resources and the capability here to address any issue that you have. Well, we say it like this: educate, prevent, manage. That's right. There you go. You want to be able to educate people about what can happen. We want to be able to prevent it, and then we want to be able to manage. It. You know, there, like I said, other scenarios like we have, like Coach Alvarez and them invested in years ago, one of the biggest money-saving things that we've had, we put every kid in, in ankle braces. Right. Yeah. That saved a ton of time. And knee braces. That's right. A yeah. ton of time. And we got ankle wrist guards, you know, yep. position-specific shoulder pads and helmets and all the stuff that we – they did like that's a great example with football, but you know that's. Brad and I made that comment when we was in school. The quarterback had shoulder pads that was this big, you know. You know, everybody had these big old shoulder pads, and, and you know, a, and a neck brace. Yeah, and a neck brace. You know, now it's like it's like everything, like you said, is lineman got lineman pads, running backs got running back no, pads, quarterback got quarterback those, pads. But why is that? Because all that means is that they can perform better, is can prevent injuries, correct? Right, specifically to that, and be able to do it. But that only happens when you got a guy. That could say, okay, this is what happens, and then when you could you could extrapolate data and show them that, hey, from an injury standpoint, from Correct. national averages to higher averages, what does that look like? How do you know when you look at and you track and you look at these things and look at you know because we have an EMR, which electronic medical mm -hmm. record is healthy roster that mm -hmm. we like, but that tracks all our data, it tracks a lot of information, we gain a lot from that, but we learn a lot from that, right? And you know, and it's amazing, but you know, you you go through this you know, this process and you go through it and, you know, at the end of the day, it, it's so vast. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and you think, and every time we talk about this, I think about another little road because, you know, when we started the courses, because we started the courses became popular. One thing that grew athletic training in our state, you know, which right now, you know, 70% of the high schools in the state of Louisiana has some type of athletic training. Oh, that's good. That's awesome. What that grew from when I started, we had seven, Teacher athletic trainers. Oh wow, seventy percent now. So that's yeah. seven out of every ten, and that number is kind of skewed because, you know, there's a lot of schools that don't have some of these little charter schools might only run right. across country. Right? Yeah, I don't yeah. have a, might only have one basketball team. Right. So it doesn't really say. But when we look at five A, you know, and we look compare ourselves to the the group that we're in, you know, there's only two high schools in our state that don't have athletic training service. Oh Five A wow. level. Wow. And, you know, and so then when we look in our area, in the six high and here's something that's really cool. The six teams that are in our district now, there are 16 athletic trainers amongst those six schools. Oh, oh wow. So, you know what? And all those schools are Brock-affiliated schools. That's awesome. Are, are, that's right. And so, you know what? So, when we meet, that we can almost guarantee that at every one of our district games, we're going to have an orthopedist. Right. And, and a, you know, a sports medicine physician at those yeah. games. And right. the, and and that those schools are going to be properly uh, serviced with athletic trainers, right? And um, and have the appropriate people. That's really good, All, especially like on a, like a freshman volleyball game. Yeah, you, 100%. You if know, they're away, if exactly. they're away, right? And that's and you know, Chuck, you picking up what I'm putting down on that, and you know, yep. that makes a huge difference, right? You know, uh, but there are some challenges. You know, this year, you know, as as a profession, we saw you know they're they're changing the education standards. You know, there's a lot more challenges because of what the job market is. You know, we, you know, we were very unsuccessful, which is very odd to refill, to fill those two spots that we have. Okay. So we're still, we're always going to try to look to make yeah. sure we have the best people, but that's a challenge. You know, yeah, so, right. so what we were doing with four people for the last five years, now we're trying to do 
with two with yeah. two and a and a student trainer. Well, yeah. not, not necessarily. That's uh, that's our college athletic trainers can't cover like we do, and our student right. staff that we have. Right. Yeah. You know, so their their role is different than what than y'all. Yeah. But you know, it's still. But you know what? But that goes back to having a great administration, a great AD that could come in and say, "Okay, look, here's our issue. Then then we're going to tackle it this way. But how can we still provide?" care yeah you know and so that's the other part is that people always see us covering stuff but the care part is the thing to me is always the most important and we'll be able to do that but you know like i said i'm really really fortunate and really blessed because i have such great friends yeah you know i mean it wasn't long ago that i could still remember your brother coming in off of basketball and having shoulder tendonitis right and having to meet with your dad and then coming up with a plan what we were going to do with right. ben when he had that coming for basketball from those from that in early time in 95 and 96 to where we're at. But now it's really cool because I'm getting my athletes kids. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that, <laughs> right. you know, and to be able to have those and, and what's that like, you know, and what's, what does the future have, you know, in the future, you know, you hope that it continues to grow, you know, you hope that people continue to see the value in it. You hope that people continue to, to appreciate it. Right? Oh yeah. Right. You know, because, you know, cause I'm not going to be here forever. You know, what, what is it going to be like for the athletic trainers? <laughs> what is it going to be like for the athletic trainers, you know, that are going to that's be going here? That's going to come after, in afterwards. That's and, right. Yeah. Can we continue to support right. them? Yeah. Can we continue to hold them, you know, to the standard that we want? That we got. Yeah. And that's right. And, yeah. you know, and that, but all that just is a byproduct. People forget how great this community is at times. Yeah. And, and we take for granted that just what it is that we have and don't really understand that when you go away from here, it's not the right. same. Right. You know, yeah. We talk about colleges. We talk about our other facilities. Look, you know, uh, my daughter Sarah's at LSUE right now. They don't have athletic training service. Really? You know, yep. It's, it's it, it. You know, uh, their athletic trainer left right before the season. You know, her husband was the uh, soccer coach. They haven't been able to replace that. So that's that's a very oh, wow. that's a very challenging situation. So what does Scott the, do on Saturday? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a, I'm just a dad. Just a dad. That's all I am. I'm just a dad. Yeah. And then, uh, but you know, it, it's you know, it's to those challenges as, as the state president right now. You know, people don't realize how bad the situation is right now in college, in college sports. You know, Grambling. You know. Southern lost six athletic trainers this past year. Oh, wow. Wow. Yep. They're trying to, they're, they're up to, you know, it's kind of like, you know, they're up trying to hire right now, trying to hire people to staff at Southern, you know, Grambling is down. All their mm. staff's gone They're They have one guy. You know, if y'all don't wow. remember last year, Alcorn was in the, about not being able to have yeah. athletic trainers. Jackson States got three down, you know, you, so you start, you look at like a school like Southeastern, they're understaffed right now. You know, so it's a challenge. Yeah. You know, it's oh, a definitely. challenge. It's a challenge. You know, start we, funneling some of that NIL money toward the, the <laughs> but, you know, but you know what, Chuck, you, that's such a great thing too, not to get off the high school topic, but do, do you know what's the percentage of most athletic budgets are for the care of the athlete yeah. out of most division one budgets? Probably ain't much. What, what percentage do you, I think would say it? 10%, 10, five, one, one, really 1%. That's 1%. And then, you know, people still turn around and expect somebody else to pay for it. Yeah. Right? And they give it right. to yeah. you for free to be able to do that. And I don't want to get on my so – that's going to be a whole <laughs> – That's, that's getting, a whole other <laughs> session. That, that's, a, that's another – that's another – that's, Say that's, that for the legislation. That's, 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 my, that's my legislative talk. That I'm starting to do. But listen, guys, I can't tell you. I always appreciate the opportunity. I, I thank you all for giving me the opportunity as parents to take care of you all kids I, and then everybody else that's yeah. out there. 
that's the greatest joy of my life. That's the, my passion. Uh, it, it's, I feel obligated to the parents and, and the grandparents, you know, I try to go around and tell people how appreciative I, you know, I see Mr. Leroy Robert the other day and yeah. talk, I got Hayden and, and I got Jackson, uh, here now. Um, but you know, I see all those and then, you know, everybody has a kid or a grandkid that yep, comes right. to you yeah. and it doesn't matter if they're cheer or Gatorettes. You know, if they're a gator, they're a gator. Yes, right. Yes. And, you know, and they got an injury, they come and see Scott. Yeah. Well, I saw <laughs> I saw a bad kid here today, just wanted some advice. There you, you go. Know, and and you know, so it doesn't, you know, it, that doesn't matter. And I think a lot of times there's more misinformation than there is information. Mm. And you know, but there's only so much we can do too at times. Right. Correct. You know, there, there's you know, we can't be you know, we're only we can't be everywhere as the gators are at all yeah, the time. Right. We try to be, um, but we try to also have the opportunity that when something does happen that we have our, our network of people yes. that can help yeah. them uh, to be able to do that. And, you know, and like I said, uh, people need to really understand what a central parish schools does for, for their kids uh, to really understand what San Juan high school does for their kids, yes. to understand the function of the booster club, people like yourselves have created this Avenue, um, you know, just your healthcare partners and your community partners, what they do. Yeah. You know, Greg Patterson, I can't, you know, oh, yeah. I can't ever, you know, can't, I would be very remiss not to mention Greg, because I could tell you the sports medicine, my idea about my sports medicine trailer and this traveling training room would have never got off the ground without Greg. Okay. You know, and then even now, you know, and not only that, he becomes a friend, but these are people that believe in what we're doing. As long as it's going to the care of the kid, yes. these people have donated a ton of money. And it, it what's neat about like my, my, my sale point, right, Brad, <laughs> is this, it's not because when you give it to me, it goes to everybody, Correct. you know, and, and or it's there for everybody. So it's, it's kind of a neat thing. So that's yeah. another thing. Hey, hey, dad bought an athletic pass because those athletic <laughs> pass money that, that goes, that athletic money is earmarked for us. And so it goes to, to and and going back to the to athletic the, pass, folks. yeah, to the sponsors. Still got time. Get them before they gone. Yeah, to to <laughs> the sponsors and the people that help out. It makes it a whole lot easier when they see the results of what they're giving. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and, and they see the advancements in what we're doing here, and and the the technology and everything else that goes along with it. Whereas they're not just throwing money at something and then you know don't know where it's going. Yeah, you have no well, idea, I mean, and you don't it, see the impact and. Well, everybody's going to, you know, that's, you know, like I tell people, I mean, Chuck, the test of this fact, you know, it's just like one of the best, you know, it's like Dr. Winter years ago, this, these game ready, cold compression units, you know, he came back from a conference and they were new, just came out and he said, man, look, we need these. So I said, okay, I went at the time and, you know, I, I kind of brokered for it, man, they're pretty expensive, you know? And so he said, you know what? I'll tell you what, I'll buy you the first one. He bought the first one. And so from the first one that started us, and then, of course, Game Ready's had these programs that have come up. You know, now we have six. You know, we've no. probably bought we've probably bought and traded in probably about a dozen. But, you know, well, we have six of them. You know yeah. what? We have three that we use every day on the floor. But, you know, to have three of them that go home right. on the weekends or whenever kids need right. them or when a kid has a surgery, the parent doesn't have to, you know, doesn't have to rent one. Yeah. You know, that they have one. You know, the, the portable STEM units we have and, and all the things that we have, that it's not just to say, hey, we have it. It's to, to have it to give our parents an opportunity. Yeah, right. you know, and and not just to think about that, but like I said, I go back to our healthcare partners. It's the time that they give, definitely, right? And, and you know, and the, and their expertise, and, and you know, and that is done willingly. That is not done with anything to say reciprocate. Yeah, to be able to do it. And you the know, thing, the and, thing and about people, our, 
a lot of people don't realize our community too, though, is still, we still a fairly low socioeconomic community. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. You know? And yeah. so if, if for a, you tell a parent you need a STEM unit, you know, to this is going to help improve your kid, you know, help him heal quicker, but they got to go spend 300 bucks on I me. Mean, yeah. They, they, uh, they don't have it, but you got it where you can take it home. I mean, well, that's it, right. And, you know, and that goes through, you know, funding our supplies, you know, right. I mean, you'd be surprised how many kids can't afford wound care. Right. You know, right. And, regular and band-aids. That's, the, that's right. Yeah. That's yeah. the difference. That's the difference of that kid coming back with an infection or that's not. That's right. That's right. right. You know, yeah. and, and, you know, people don't understand like our, our, you talk about that is like our parish, they come in here and spray for mosquitoes. You know, we don't have mosquitoes. We don't have people getting bit. We don't have people scratching. We don't have people have staph infections. Yeah. You know, I Coach seen, I, that's right. Coach Oliver spraying, spraying, yeah. spraying the locker yeah. room. That little right Ryobi sprayer. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. You know, those things to keep stuff down. And, you know, yeah. just like I said, it's just this huge multitude of things that we do. Uh, you know, I wish our kids would do some things a little better. I like we like for them to eat a little bit better, right? Especially uh, on Friday. Uh, I mean, folks. come on, they need the calories. They that's need right. the calories. That's right. They need good the calories. calories. That's right. But that's right. And you know, it, it's and it goes through everything. Is that everything we've implemented? You know, from you know hydration protocols and snack stuff. You know, the district wrote a, a grant, and we're waiting for it. We're hoping to get it here. Is that you know the district wrote a grant to start an after-school snack program for our kids. You know, and so that's hopefully this is gonna, we're going to be able to announce that and kick that off here in a few weeks. But that that's been about a year long okay. process, you know, to be able to have stuff for these kids that are here after school to be able to have snacks. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the times, you know, this district does so much. Right. That yeah. people don't I ever will. give them credit for. Yeah. I will commend you, though. I, I, I got to see your fall camp, you know. Oh, yeah. Kind of come stop you. I mean. They weigh in the kids, seeing how much weight loss they have. Yeah. You know, doing yeah. two a days and stuff. They got their little salt tablets, the hydrations or whatever, whatever yeah. it was, the little things or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, they just got all the snacks and stuff. You know, you gotta have. I mean, kids sweat. I might start coming here after work. You need That's to. Right. That's right. You need to. But you know, but like I said, Chuck, you talk about the, have the popsicle. Know, yeah. <laughs> popsicle. Hopsicles. Hopsicles. But you know, it's just to to go through a process and say, hey, look. How can we give kids a thousand extra calories? Thousand extra calories, right? And, and then right. you know, a thousand. How can we make sure that they're you know they not only you know we know that they drink about a gallon of water practice. You know, we'll go through that. You know, just the hydration protocols. But like I said, all that stuff, Coach Oliver has to fund that. You know, girls basketball does a tremendous job. Girls volleyball does a tremendous job. You know, and getting more and more coaches onto that. Just like and our ankle good. brace program, yeah. right? It's just you know those are only as good as what the sports will. Correct. Can, can do. And it all comes back to your partnerships of people giving you data saying this is this well, X, X, Y, and Z is going to help reduce the cramps. Or well, whatever, I mean, you know? it just recruits, you know, we people like just for example, like the national average on or the, the you know, the national injury data will tell you you're 18% of all ankle injuries are all injuries, all injuries are ankle injuries, mm. ankle sprains. That's one reason we went to ankle, ankle breaks. We, we brought that down to about. You know, it's probably maybe less than eight percent. Okay. You know, across the board. You know, as football, it's it's a lot lower. Yeah. Now we still have them, but yeah. you know they're not as significant. Right. We have that, but then you know you go back and you know people will be surprised when we tell them that like hand and wrist injuries are way more significant than we will have than knee injuries. But you know, I can't tell you how many times those knee braces have stopped a kid from having a significant knee injury. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know how much, but you know, but like I said, we tell our kids it goes back, especially like in football. You know, wearing all their safety equipment, wearing it properly, doing that. You know, you think about Cincinnati, they're talking about all these helmets falling. Very rarely do you see that. Everybody kind of freaked out because we never really have kind of a cramp issue in football. But we have to go back, and then what we did is we come back and debrief. 
Why did this happen? Let's look at each kid. Why did this happen? When did it happen? Mm. What were some of the factors? So what are the factors we can change for that kid? Because it was an overall issue that happened with more people. Yeah. A lot of kids are what? Not yeah. eating. Not eating. That's not 100%. Eating. You know, yeah. they have a football game and they won't eat lunch. Yeah. Probably won't eat nothing for breakfast or something. And then well, they get, right. the, get so, whatever the little thing is. That's right. You know, and they burn that off first quarter. That's right. You know? And so then, you know, but like I said, it's just, then it's to figure that out. Uh, that's what I, I will tell you. That was what's really neat uh, with Coach Oliver. You know, Coach Morrow, Coach Swacker, and Coach Oliver as athletic directors all have distinctive strengths yeah. that they had. It was really, really cool. Uh, Coach Morrow kind of broke me the saddle. Coach Swacker really kind of helped me really kind of shape. And then, you know, all the shape that we had, then Coach Oliver came in and, you know, he really kind of gave me kind of, I wouldn't say free will, but he gave me the opportunity because of his experience in college, in college mm-hmm. yeah, and what it was. Because Coach Morrow knew what he wanted. Coach Swacker, you know, like I said, he, he knew that it could work. We just had to figure a way how to make it work. Right. And then, um, and then, you know, like I said, then Coach Oliver. And it's not just for – you know, we always get hung up on football. Yeah. But you it's know what? The, sport, the stuff yeah. that we do and the stuff that we kind of learned and we do in baseball and softball and recovery, you know, yeah. that's right. – you know, we, we publish stuff about that. Uh, you know, which has been significant. If you talk to our coaches, I mean, it's always kind of new stuff, but from the nutrition aspect, from mm. the hydration aspect, you know, it's cool because companies that come out with cool stuff, they come to Santa Mar first. Yeah. And they say, you know, these cool towels that they used, right. You know, these companies come in and say, Hey, look, what do y'all think about this product? You know, and, and can you use this product? And, you know, and so that gives us a distinctive advantage. And that, and that speaks bounds of, of the program we have here. Right. Oh, absolutely. You know, I uh, mean, of, and that's something I'm really proud of. Yeah, right? you got to be. You know, I I, I I tell people I'm a shameless self-promoter. I am. But you know what? Like I said, if you don't care, if if you don't carry your flag about what's great about Santa Monica High School and right. nobody else does, then everybody yeah. else is going to make their own determination. Determination, but that's what, right. But that's what, but when I'm going to turn around, the one thing that I'm really, it's cool when you turn around, you see what Renee Ponce does at EA and, and how great that program has yeah. become and it and is. And you see what Lanny and and Piper and and you know and Josh and them are doing at uh and now they have Tyler. They have four athletic trainers at okay. Dutchtown, you know, and Doc Harper's there. And I could never have done any of this or none of this would ever happen without partnership. This wasn't a Scott yeah. Arsenal yeah. by himself. Yeah. But you know, but like I said, there's just so many people that have had a hand in this. You know, it's really, it, it's, you know, it's hard not to feel just overwhelmed and, and thankful and appreciative because, you know, as you kind of, you know, you're looking at the sunset starting to go down, right? Yeah. And you're riding towards it, yeah. you know, but you know, when you look back that you hope that man, you know what, you know, and I'll leave this and, and leave just it in that, better that, shape than when you got it. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And that did you, you know, and did you deliver on the promises that you made? To yeah. yeah. That, you know what, that I'm going to take care of your kid. I'm going to get them home every day, you know, and that when kids got hurt, you know, I, I always talk about my injury promise I make to kids and, you know, this is the truth and that, you know, that we have that moment we sit down and we, you know, we have our moment that the injury happened. We can't go back and fix it, you know, but we're, all we can do is move forward. And I promise yeah. them, you know, that, that if they're willing to work as hard as they can, it doesn't matter the time of the day or when it is. And I think that's one reason why I have the relationships I have with our players. You know, when I, you get a phone call from a Briggs Bourgeois that he kicked a 53-yard yeah. field goal. Yeah. Or in the offseason, yeah. he's here. Or to hear from an Adelaide Gaffney that she scored two goals when right. you know she tore ACL going into senior year. Or the relationship I have with your brother, the relationship I have with Melissa Gary and Jason yeah. Gary. You know, all these 
all these athletes because those were all those and Tony Rodriguez, yeah. you know, and all these athletes that that I've had that just this blessing to be a part of their lives. But it's all it, that all started because we had to get in the training room together. Yep. Right? We had to work hard to get them back. And because all those had had something that was ahead of them that everybody else was telling them that injury is going to keep you out. Right. I just, I'll, I'll never forget Melissa Gary and Iris little mantra because there was a guy that was in the, that's actually for orthopedist was telling her, you'll never get back. You'll never get back to that level. She's done. He's a big soccer guru in the mm. area and like the guy, you know, but I told her, well, he's, of you know what <laughs> so we're gonna do this don't worry about that we're gonna, right. i'm not gonna tell you what we can't do we're gonna tell you what you can do yeah you know when she got to go to texas a&m and had such a great career there right that's something pretty proud you know one of my biggest moments is with your brother mm-hmm. you know it happened you know after he got you know he he was long past sandoval high school yeah, yeah. And he came in and you know and came just everybody everybody recovery. had given up and said look man, your career's over just ride it out and you know, he went on to pitch three more years after that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. but that's right. And, you know, and that came from, Hey, look, you know, you're going to, I'm still pretty proud that he wore all the stuff I gave him when he pitched <laughs> to get the, the A's, uh, the A's part, but you know what, but Ben's been a great, that's another, yeah. Ben's been a great beneficiary from that. So. Well, all right, folks. Yeah. All right. We look like uh, we're getting a full room in there. Yeah. So it's time to go to work now. Yeah, that's right. So right. Uh, again, definitely appreciate, we, we oh, appreciate uh, your time. Scott. Uh, letting everybody so, know about the Salmon yeah. High School Athletic Department now, and uh, folks, if, if if your kid's a part of it, you know. If your kid's not a part of it, trust me. If your kid has to be a part of it, you know, you got to utilize his services. He's in great. He or she's in great, great hands. hands. Yeah, you know. Yeah. We appreciate you, Coach. It's a great day to be a Gator. Let's go Gators! Go Gators! Appreciate you Thank guys. You. Thank you.